Texas Business Minds, a presentation of the Texas Business Journals. Brought to you by Texas Mutual Insurance Company, a workers' comp provider committed to helping companies build a stronger, safer Texas. In this episode, Dallas Business Journal Managing Editor Rob Schneider welcomes 40 Under 40 honoree Andrew Lauder, who takes us inside the world of artificial intelligence and how it can help transform your business. Andrew Lauder is CEO of Louderco, an AI and operations consulting firm that works with companies under 100 million to help use AI to help them become more profitable. He was also a 40 under 40 honoree for us this year. We're gonna to talk to Andrew about his career and trends in AI. Welcome, Andrew. Hey, thank you for having me, Rob. It's a pleasure to be on. So tell us about Ladderco and what it does. So we're a consultancy. Uh, we all know leaders or are leaders of companies where you know, top line revenue is going well, but bottom line profits aren't really where they need to be. So that's our main focus. You know, we're the only AI and operations consultancy with the firepower to grow profits of sub $100 million businesses using big company experiences, versatility, and oftentimes a lot of heart, something I'm really proud of. Generally, these are companies, like I said, under $100 million in revenue, but their leaders are just tired of working incredibly hard with very little profits to show of it. Usually, we'll come in to business, conduct an assessment, uh, find the most impactful improvement areas for their company, and then roll up our sleeves and get it done. So sometimes that could be a process improvement project, maybe identifying key performance indicators, rolling those out, um, implementing technologies like AI to help them automate redundant, costly tasks, or even focusing on certain parts of their organization, like helping a call center run more effectively, things like that. But you know, because we focus on improving operations, the industry really doesn't matter. We've helped companies in over 25 different industries and sectors. For example, right now, there's, as a snapshot, we're in construction, we're in healthcare, we're in uh, law firms, so really wide ranging. And what experiences led you to create this company? Sure. So I've been in management consulting now for about 16 years or so. I got my start at to the big four companies, KPMG and EY, within various different strategy and operations groups within there, helping big clients like AT&T and Bank of America save a lot of money by making their operations better. I've also been entrepreneurial. Um, I was, always had that entrepreneurial spirit. I launched a, a student-run organization while I was there at Texas A&M University, and then later launched a, a web-based tutoring company um, that served Texas A&M as well. So I've always loved consulting. I've always loved entrepreneurship. I kind of saw an opportunity to, to marry the two and do both. Uh, that's what set me off on this course of Louderco. I certainly didn't want to and certainly don't want to uh, create a firm just like those big ones. That's why for me, it's not about growing a large company. It's about building a business where the people working at it really do enjoy being around each other. Partly we talk about as a team, like we enjoy hanging out, uh, going to grab a drink together, you know, things like that, watching our families grow. And then we're also making big lasting impacts at the clients we serve and the communities we live in. And so to me, that's really what it's all about, what we're really forging louder code behind. Very good. So you founded this company in 2016, as you said, to try to use big company processes to help smaller companies grow and scale. Right. 
What was the need? Talk about why AI and why did you see the need? What got yeah. you to this place? I'd say it's several factors. For one, um, as I mentioned, helping these big companies, it's like turning the Titanic. Oftentimes, you pour a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into those projects, and you just don't see the, the fruits of your labor. But also, these businesses, those sub-$100 million businesses, I think are often overlooked. They're not your household names, but they're still making a big impact in the markets they serve. And so it kind of became a combination of there's a major need and also just something that's part of me that I've never really enjoyed just doing work for the sake of work. I want to see a lasting impact. But those, those changes at those companies happen quickly. And so we get to see the fruits of our labor come to fruition. So it is a bit of a selfish play there. But at the same time, um, AI has evolved drastically. If we were talking five years ago, the conversation would be very different. AI used to be um, hard to attain, expensive, oftentimes just for the bigger companies with the bigger budgets. We're at a point in time now where the democratization of AI has never been stronger. In other words, it's a lot more attainable for just about anybody who wants to get their hands on AI to either build something of their own or buy something off the shelf to make a quick lasting impact on their company. And so in the size company we target, you know, under $100 million, they generally don't have the budgets to have a development team and create something from scratch. So really our focus has been helping them go through a, a buy analysis and the buy versus build part of the business and finding what's available off the shelf to really best align with their requirements, what they're looking to improve upon and helping them select it, implement it, lead the change management efforts so their people can adopt it into their day to day. And then watching, you know, the benefits of it. We have a great example. We had a past uh, law firm client of ours where they go through this, this phase called e-discovery where they need to comb through a terabyte, two terabytes worth of data from photos, text messages, financial records, voicemails. And before we got there, they had a team of people spending weeks at a time combing through all this. They'd only get through about a fourth of it all. But we helped them find an AI solution where now they put the data and they tell the AI really what to look for. And in eight hours, that AI has combed through a terabyte and a half worth of information, pulled out the stuff that's important and relevant. And now that team can just focus on what's important. And so major cost-saving implications for that law firm. It's something they're using now on the re on a regular basis, and it's making a big impact there. So. That's to me, it's more just about, again, moving the needle at these uh, smaller businesses because I think they really need it. I think it can be very impactful for them. And we just love doing it. Well, that's very cool. So let's dig a little bit more into this. So like for the companies that you work with, how do you assess how AI can help their business? Yeah, great question. So it's it really begins with, you said the word assess. It's an assessment. We come in and really try to discover not just how your business operates, how it functions, how it makes money, but also we try to look for the key indicators for AI, AI opportunities. Like where can AI actually come in, not only 
from the sense of viability, like can AI actually exist? Does it function in a way that could be useful to you? But also where can it provide the most business value? And so if you, if, as a listener, if you're imagining a, a Venn diagram, which us consultants really love using, you have on one side AI capabilities and on the other side business value, but right there in the middle at that intersecting point, that's where we focus. Um, that's where AI can actually function in a way that's going to either save you money or make you money or position you better in the marketplace. And so that at a very high level is where we begin. But then as we drill down further, we like to ask ourselves really three key questions. One, what are the tasks that can be automated? Um, and the key here is tasks. We're not talking jobs. Um, AI is not at a place yet where truly it can offset a lot of the brain power that humans bring to their day to day. These are tasks that are repetitive, redundant. A lot of us just hate doing them. And so AI can really be a huge benefit to them. Next, as I mentioned before, the next question is, does it create business value or solve a pain point in your company? Um, that's where that assessment is, is key. It could be an automation tool. It could be a chat bot that helps with your customer experience. Um, it could be something that helps generate marketing and content, but that's where we really hone in. And then the last question is, you know, it's, it's more along the lines of the business strategy. Is this something that you're seeking that you're hoping will create a competitive differentiator? If the answer is yes, you're likely going to look for a more custom built solution. And that's totally okay. It just may take more time, take more resources, et cetera. But if it's something that is not going to be a differentiator, but really is to help you streamline operations, make more profits, um, automate tasks, then that's where we can make the, the quick win decision, if you will, of finding an AI solution off the shelf that then we can implement and, and roll out rather quickly to some fast return on that investment. And you're leading into something that I wanted to ask you next, which is, I think really you spoke about it easy versus hard and mm -hmm. creating something versus buying something off the shelf that already exists. Uh, can you talk about that a little bit and, and uh, where the pain points are in, in determining, you know, you may actually assess something, but it, it would be pretty difficult for AI to do versus what are the simple things that they, that are day to day that, that AI can solve? Yeah, you know, it's shocking to me. Um, when I sit down with CEOs, I think a lot of times um, they think there's a, just a magic button that they can push with AI and it's going to run their business. And that's just too pie in the sky. I mean, I think we're hundreds of years away, if not more, from that. And so ultimately, it, again, it comes back to creating the, the differentiator. You know, if your competition can find the same piece of software that you've selected, all it's really going to do for you all is help you streamline your processes, operations, save you money, which is certainly very valuable. Now, if you want to go down the path of creating something custom, then ultimately it's going to take a couple of different steps. Number one is you might outsource the development aspect of all that to AI development shops that have in-house, you know, the data scientists, the AI developers, um, the product managers, things like that, that will help you. Um, craft it, build it, grow it, all that sort of thing, get it to scale. Or you make the strategic decision to build an AI team internally. Again, it's an investment of time, money, um, strategy, 
And so it really is unique to every company. Um, I wouldn't say one is a bad answer um, just right off the bat. We have to understand where strategically the company is going. If they truly want to be, um, let's, let's say they are a software development company or they're creating a brand new tool that's going to be sold to consumers, it probably makes a lot of sense for them to then, yes, uh, grow out, build out, hire up an AI um, organization. If it's something that is not core to their business, let's say they're in the world of construction and they're wanting to create something brand new, then likely I'd recommend, hey, um, let's partner with an AI development shop so they can bring that to life, um, help you roll it out. And then ultimately, if you need service or changes to it, they can be there to do that for you. And so that's a faster way, I think, to, to building something is finding that outsource group to do it. Of course, it would take time then time and knowledge to, if you wanted to build out your own team, go out and do that. And so again, I think it's just where strategically the company wants to go and what they're looking to achieve. So Andrew, Coben's onset in 2020 was a tough time for a lot of, really a lot of companies, but really a lot of startups too. How did your company respond and what did you learn during that time? I think initially we had a bit of panic as many companies did. The unknown was obviously a, a very cloudy area for a lot of different companies. And one way that we reacted to it was we, we created an offering we called resurgency services where, you know, we, we knew that companies would come back. It really just was a matter of time. Uh, we knew that they would come back to a much different environment in a, a lot of different ways. We just didn't know what those details would be or what those actual changes would be. And we also thought um, many companies would be in a, a difficult economic situation. And so we tried to get creative with our, our pricing, um, which led us to more kind of performance-based, incentive-based pricing models. But to be completely transparent with you, Rob, and all of our listeners, while that offering was out there for the taking, um, it sparked a lot of conversations with CEOs and potential clients. But um, no one has taken us up on that offer of you know, the performance-based, incentive-based pricing. Um, we still operate the way we have uh, for a long time with our, our pricing model being more retainer-based, kind of monthly uh, services-based. Uh, which is perfectly fine. Um, you know, we right. modeled that resurgency services to be there in case anyone needed it. But you know, and the offer still stands. So if anybody wants to try it out, we'll we'll, we'll go down that path. But um, no, you know, where I did see a shift in focus, though, from our client perspective, was prior to COVID, it was very much grow, grow, grow. And while we're growing, let's maintain profitability. How do we do that? During COVID, it was, how do I make more with less? And so that's where we placed our focus that drove us to really focusing a lot on productivity, efficiency, cost-saving opportunities in more ways than we had previously. And ultimately, what it amounted to was, I think, com the companies that we served came out of COVID with their profitability in a good place, their books looking good, and really didn't take much of a step back at all. Um, took actually a couple of steps forward so that once things got back to quote unquote, the new normal, they were in a very good place for success. 
And if you were to comb through the clients that we were helping out during that time, they're in a really great place right now. And so I personally, I'm very proud about the way our company reacted to it. I'm very grateful for our clients for entrusting us during that challenging time. You know, there were moments where uh, we had a project that the contract was coming up to an end, right? Kind of middle of March of 2020. And that's when, you know, you kind of have that white knuckle moment of you're just trying to hang on and, and see where right. it goes. And, you know, we had clients that could have very easily pulled the plug on our projects and, you know, tried to save money that way. It's really easy to cut the consultants out, right? Um, right. But we we're very blessed. Nobody did that. None of our clients did that. We'll be forever grateful for that or came out extremely fortunate. But no, it, it was definitely a difficult time and wouldn't have been possible without the help of our clients and, and the team that we were growing here at Louder Co. So. Andrew Louder joining us. In our next segment, he shares real-world AI applications when Texas Business Minds continues. How did Texas Mutual Insurance Company make over 67,000 business owners smile? By sending $330 million in dividends to our workers' comp policyholders. See how we can make your business safer, stronger, and better at texasmutual.com better. Can you give me some examples of ways you've thrown a couple in here when you've been talking but talk about ways that you used ai to help some of your clients in the past few years yeah it's ranged quite a bit you know, there's been instances where let's say that they need our help to help them you know, solve that operations problem help them be more you know, automate things i hit on the law firm client where uh, we got that e-discovery tool it trimmed you know, their hours dramatically I'm helping them be more profitable and reduce risk. We've rolled out chatbots for clients that have customer service uh, facing needs. We've rolled out software tools in, in call centers, let's say, where it helps them to um, assess the solution or the problem and um, provide the right solution to the customers in a much more organized and, and fast manner. Um, we've come across opportunities now where um, content creation tools are coming out. I don't know if you guys are familiar with this tool called Dali, where it actually helps you to you know, put in a description and AI is creating brand new, fresh, original content pieces of art, which is pretty mind-blowing. We've helped utilize AI tools in the world of recruiting. So either finding the right talent in a much faster, more streamlined way, or matching companies and talent based on not just skill set, but maybe even culture fit. And so it, it really does run the gamut. We've helped accounting departments roll out AI. We've helped marketing departments roll out AI. Um, and so as long as that intersection of value and AI capability exists, there's always going to be a fit there. We just talked about in terms of need. In terms of what the outcome is, I assume what a big part of what you're doing is helping these companies scale because they're in a really often precarious place where getting to that first million is really hard, getting to 10 million is really hard. Mm -hmm. Then scaling to 100 million and above can be really difficult as well. So what are the outcomes there they're hoping for? So I'll give an example of a client of ours that you know they were about a 10 to $12 million company wanting to double, triple in size in the next three years. 
when we got there, it was very paper driven. I mean, there were times where we really were like, wow, they're at high risk of a lot of things and living and breathing in paper was just killing productivity. They were wasting right. so much time. They were had people doing these tasks that really didn't make sense anymore to do. And so we came in and we assessed the situation. We laid out some new future state processes, what would help us then identify uh, potential tools, potential applications that they can utilize. In this case, in this example, wasn't necessarily AI. It was really just more a software tool that can help them with a workflow. But ultimately, it took them from operating solely in paper and literally handing folders to customers and handing folders to crew members and holding to now they're under one platform where quotes go out to customers, they handle it all electronically, submit payments electronically, contracts are signed electronically, jobs are handled electronically with the crew chiefs. And so what it's amounted to is how those countless hours that these people on their team were spending doing those tasks. Now those people can shift their focus to other things that are going to help them scale and grow. In addition to that, now their capacity for growth was very much um, hinged on how many people they had at the office at any given time. But now with technology, there's, they're truly that aspect of their business truly does not have a capacity anymore. They could grow to become a $50 million, $85 million company under that same application um, because that application really um, helps them uh, work really without any limits. So at that point, it just becomes how many customer-facing employees they might be needing to then continue to service the jobs that they're doing. And so uh, we're still in the midst of things with that client, but if we were to look ahead, their road to getting to $25 million looks a lot clearer, a lot more organized, and a lot more possible now that they've, they're leaning on a tool like that instead of counting on their people handling all these folders and things. There's another project where we helped a health insurance company where they were growing almost in spite of their operational problems. They brought us in. They said, hey, we want triple in size in three years, but we don't know how we're going to do that. And so we, again, we did that assessment. We laid out, here's all of the series of initiatives you're going to need to do to really clean up operations. They had a really great sales engine. They would sell, you know, just about to anybody. So revenue was going great, but operations would drop the ball in executing on all those sales. So we cleaned up operations. We laid out some pieces of technologies. We retrained people on new processes and ultimately, their profitability um, quadrupled. It was very slim margins, got them to a, a much more healthy place. And those aspirations of selling you know, within that three-year time frame accelerated drastically. Nine months after we finished our project, you know, profits skyrocketed. Uh, they had got the attention of a strategic buyer, and they acquired that company for much greater you know, transaction than would have occurred prior to us getting there. So those sure. are just a couple of examples of how streamlining operations can drastically help you scale and grow. All right. So this is the part where I make a, a Terminator Skynet joke and talk <laughs> about that a lot of people don't trust computers. And there is this, um, well, just distrust of that, either from the companies themselves or from the consumers. I assume that's probably a roadblock for you. And how, how do you help overcome that? 
Yeah, sure can be. You know, we've we've developed an AI presentation that we like to give to companies or organizations. And one of the first slides we have in there is, you know, when you think about AI, what do you think about? And everybody raises their hand. They say Terminator. They say, you know, all these um, apocalyptic thoughts. And so sure enough, I click on the next slide and there's a picture of the Terminator and you know, the AI bots taking over the world. Um, so certainly there's that stigma. I think, you know, the movies aren't helping. I also think that when people th hear about AI, they worry about their jobs, you know, job security. Um, yeah. And, you know, without them truly being educated on what that AI solution might entail, I can see where they're coming from. However, more often than not, these solutions being rolled out are not being done in the name of wiping out jobs, wiping out 10% of a workforce, they're being done to actually help people do their jobs better. It's giving people um, an opportunity um, to really, you know, oftentimes in our projects, they'll say, what's in it for me? Well, what's in it for you now is you can do your job easier. You can do it faster. You can do it with less stress. Or, hey, let's find you a different role. You've been a part of this company for many years. There's a lot of tribal knowledge that I think it's very important. Let's put you in another role and you start seeing those people shine in, in those new roles. And so um, there is that, hey, it's going to take over my job. It's going to take over the world. It's going to you know, it cost a lot of money. It's going to take a lot of time. So those are the things we're overcoming. But what I really try to do is because AI is such a, it's hard for people to, to see and feel and grasp and know what it means. Oftentimes, especially when I'm, I'm in a more kind of a visual setting, I like to share examples of AI in real life. In the presentations that we give, and we'll be posting this on our website rather soon at louderco.com, you can actually go on there and see videos of applications that are out there right now that are making an impact, and you can actually see them in action. So it gives you a better feel for what it is, what it does. And hopefully makes you feel like it's it's not going to come and take over your job. The other part of it too is because AI can feel so big, we often recommend to our clients, let's start small. Let's do a small project. Let's get a quick win on, under our belts, get people acclimated and feeling more confident about AI and what it can do. And once we do that, then, okay, what's next? What might be the next bigger thing we can take on? And so there are different ways to do that. But I think if I were to summarize a lot of the things that I've said here, I think it all goes back to education and awareness. So wherever we can do to get in front of people to talk about how, hey, AI is a lot more attainable than it's ever been. It's easy to put it in front of your business or into your business right now. There's nothing to be afraid of. That's where I would really focus my messaging on. So what opportunity for your company over the next few years has you the most excited? You know, to me, it's a couple of things. Number one is the team building. If I can get kind of warm and fuzzy with you here. I've really enjoyed growing the team that we have now. I'm very excited for, it's just this feeling where you never know who you're going to meet next. That's going to make a lasting impact in your life and in your, you know, in your business. And so there's something that's really fun about that, that I'm very much looking forward to and continue to grow the Outer Co team. But then from the more kind of, uh, you know, technical side of things, We've been making a lot of strides ourselves as a company at Louderco to eat our own cooking. And so we're instilling AI solutions in our own company as well, because A, I truly believe in it. 
Uh, B, I think it's going to help us be more productive, more profitable in our own company. But C, also, I think it gives our consultants um, firsthand experience. So then when we go to our clients, we can feel really good about the, the um, experiences that we're helping roll out to, to them as well. And so, yeah, I'd say those two things are, are two of the biggest swings I'm, I'm very excited about. Eat our own cooking. I love that. I haven't heard that yeah. before. That's great. That's right. That's really cool. Yeah. Uh, so finally, for someone listening to this podcast who doesn't think there's a way that AI can help their business, if you had the time to give them an elevator pitch just quickly, what are you asking or telling them? How are you trying to convince them? Or what questions are you asking to try to determine if maybe it's a company that AI really wouldn't help right now? Yeah. I mean, that's a great point because um, I think what I'd say is, look, if your main focus is driving profits, driving productivity, you want to run faster, smoother, better into the future. The time is now to consider AI. It's never been more attainable, more affordable, more easy to roll into your company and make a lasting impact. Because AI gets smarter over time, the sooner you put it in, the better off you're going to be. You don't want to be the last one in your industry rolling out AI. It's going to take you a very long time to catch up to your competitors. And so it's easier to get, cheaper to use, highly impactful to your bottom line, and the sooner the better. That's what I'd tell them. Well, thanks for your time today, Andrew. I appreciate you talking about AI and your company, and congratulations on your 4040 award. Thank you so much, Rob. Thank you for all you're doing for the Dallas community and all the, the different business aspects of DBJ highlights. Been an honor to uh, be a recipient of 40 Under 40. And so I can't thank you guys enough for holding me in that regard enough to, to give me that award. So thank you. Andrew Louder joining us. Thank you for downloading Texas Business Minds, presented by the Texas Business Journals and brought to you by Texas Mutual Insurance Company a workers' comp provider committed to helping companies build a stronger, safer Texas.